As for my appearance, not what you expected, me either. Do you know how excited I would be if cute, young, thin, ah, uh, me walked out here? People will forgive almost any change, making your skin orange, shaving your head in public. Brittany's had quite a year. Go, Brittany. I could have gotten a face tattoo as long as it wasn't, say, a swastika. By the way, when I was writing this show, I couldn't, for the life of me, spell swastika. I can't even say swastika. I write everything out longhand for the shows, and it, it occurred to me I'd never written the word swastika before. So then I thought, do I just draw swastika? Yeah, but that seems uh, rude. Like, what if I lost my notebook and someone just saw doodles of swastikas in there? Which, by this point, were being spelled like swash ticker. Swash ticker. I felt like that's as close as I was going to get, and I was okay giving up trying and not looking it up. So back to the drawing of it versus my inability to spell it. But I would have done that, but, but, but I could not figure out how to draw one either, which I believe is the hallmark of a well-lived life especially for a Jew. Now, where was I? <laughs> Hi, welcome to Hearsay. I'm Diane Neal. And uh, with me, as always, is my trusty producer, Danny. Hi, Danny. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? So um, I was just reading, as, as per my producer's instruction, this random bit that I found in a notebook of comedy the other day. <laughs> and I just thought I'd read it out loud for the first time on the air about my swash tickers but i do like that like swash ticker swash you don't like lyme disease swash tickers for you (laughs) yeah it sounds like a a product of some kind it does it sounds it's better than i can't how do you say swash i can't even with maybe i think it's uh swastika wait yeah i'm swastika swastika i'm like okay not really knowing how to pronounce (laughs) it or draw it or spell it i'm just gonna again it's an obsolete skill outside of the for some Except for some people, Outside by the, the way, time period, a very small be... time period and very, yeah. but, um, you know, we were talking about a little bit about this last week, you and I, this, uh, this insanity, by the way, we're now on the detour, double D detour. Where are we going? I smell burning rubber. Well, son, you shouldn't stick it in so fast then. Oh my gosh. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I have no idea either. I don't know, but we're on the double detour now. Danny and Diane rocking it. Um, we were talking about white supremacists, like the horrifying. And I was thinking about them today. I was thinking about how horrible, genuinely horrible. How horrific it would be to be, and there's so many targets, right? You've got like El Paso, which was like the Latin American community, but there tend to be more acts against, I don't know if it's against blacks and people specifically targeting blacks and how scary it would be if you were black every day, just to wonder, you know, no matter where you are, if somebody could get you like, like that's the thing. So I was thinking, so I've been swimming in the ocean every day and, um, and I think about it in, like, I thought about it in the context of shark attacks, right? Like that's the thing. Like I understand how statistically remote the possibility is. Doesn't mean I'm not terrified every time I go into the water. I still do it because you have, I have to, and I want to, and I love it, 
However, like you think about it, and if this was this kind of actual legitimate terror, not my, you know, faux shark attack terror, the terror of not being able to go to the grocery store, of not being able to be pulled over by anyone, of not being able to rely on law enforcement, of not being able to go to church or Bible study without fear of being shot. And I kept thinking about this too, and you can, I think we are the problem. And by we, I mean, obviously, but it's, it's not just the people that are pulling the trigger. It's all people of the oppressive race that unless we're actively doing something to stop it, we're part of the problem. I think you're yep. totally part of the problem. It's not enough to not be racist. You have to be anti-racist, right? Yeah. You have to make an effort. And, and sometimes like, like you don't know what that effort is, but you got to figure it out. Cause it, it's, um, it's obscene and all these, and it's always the same. It's these like white incel angry, like, what do you have to be so like, how are you, you don't even have enough life behind you to be so angry. And, and, so like, this is the thing, like, so it's all born out of rage, like this rage. And someone once asked me, like, when you're acting, cause like I play a lot of people with a lot of rage, where does rage come from? Rage comes from one place, profound loss, either perceived or real. And in the case of these idiot people, it's all perceived. None of these people are taking their jobs. None of these people are replacing them. None of these people are making their life any worse for being alive. And yet they have this perceived fear. And that comes from all the BS that's been going on for hundreds of years, if not thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And unless we actually do something to stop it, it's just going to keep going on forever. And it just keeps getting worse. And they keep referencing each other. You know, it's like they're stacking one of these manifesto on top of another manifesto on top of another manifesto. They're all building upon each other's work, which is just insanity. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Did you hear about how the there was a 911 dispatcher that allegedly hung up on a tops worker? I saw that. Is that a is that like is that a, did that really happen, you think? I mean, according to New York Post, uh, so probably not then. The <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is the worst of the Murdochs. It is the worst, which is saying something. Which is saying something. But yeah. uh, they say a 911 dispatcher accused of hanging up on a Buffalo supermarket employee calling about the mass shooter has been suspended. Ooh. Letitia, an assistant manager at Topps Friendly Market, said she called 911 to report the gunshots allegedly fired by self-professed white supremacists in the crowded supermarket on Saturday. Um, I tried to call 911 and I was whispering because I could hear him close by, Letitia said. And when I whispered on the phone to 911, the dispatcher started yelling at me, saying, Why are you whispering? You don't have to whisper. So, yeah. That's horrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah, you do have to whisper when there's a gunman hunting you mm -hmm. down. Yeah. Did you Have you seen any of those clips? I saw one tiny little bit where he raises the gun to shoot at a white guy, lowers his gun, says, sorry, and then moves on. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, hate crime? Anyone? 
Yeah, and apparently, according to CNN, uh, he posted about the attack plans um, before going. But and they were available online 30 minutes before the shoot. 30 minutes, but what they were probably on what 4chan or like 8chan or one of these like Yeah. These crazy things where okay. everyone else is another like white supremacist freak ball. And so like if they saw it, no one was gonna be like, Yeah, I'm gonna report this to the authorities. Right. Like you're talking about a place where they like allow like murders of babies to be shown, you know, like live on this horrible, horrible, horrible places. But the problem is these right. places exist on the on the web and and idiots find them. People that are really susceptible. And I'm not blaming this. I'm blaming this kid for doing this. This jackass. Speaking of which, I actually shouldn't call him a kid. You know, that I, that was the other thing that bothered me. So I saw that video and I was blown away. But in the press where they're like, uh, white teenager... But a black man, I think we talked about that, that are right. same age. They're both 18. Yeah. And it's like, you yeah. know what? It's one of those wow. biases. It's yeah. messed up. It's insane. I don't know. It's awful. It's it's awful. It's uh it's um it's it's heinous. Mm-hmm. But there's there's so much like and like what drives me nuts too is like when you like tweet anything about it, you try and say anything like just talking about it, right? Like at least engage in a discussion, which I know Twitter isn't the best for. It's mostly people making like irrational pronouncements trying to like provoke a response, right? That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. But like, if you try and say anything or engage or start a dialogue, people are like, what about all the gun violence in the cities? And they're like, yeah, I'm, you were not, that's horrible too, but we're not talking about that right now. Can we like just have a moment? Yeah. Can we have a moment you know? for these people? Like just respectfully. Right. That lost moment. their lives and that yeah. are going to be the people that lived have PTSD the rest of their life. Right. The entire community that's like messed up. Yeah. An entire segment of our, our neighbors and fellow citizens that are afraid for their lives every day. Mm-hmm. Let's just take a moment for them. Just how about that? Right. All gun violence is like, that's the thing too. Like I know what they're implying. They're implying like, yeah, inner city crime is just as bad. And it's just like, well, no. the, the underlying message that they're trying to say there is, um it's like a dog it's a racist dog whistle of yep hey black people kill too right so just because we had a racially motivated crime doesn't mean that it's a problem it's like <laughs> no it's racially motivated terrorism it's a is a real problem, problem. Yeah. it's a real problem i mean any homegrown terrorism is is a problem even if it doesn't you know even if it's not necessarily to the scale that it will, uh, you know, like right. like a lot of people talk about, oh, well, like the amount of people that, pe- that die of heart disease and the amount of – the thing is with no. terrorism, the point isn't it's unnecessary. to kill a ton of people. It's to terrorize people. Right, and it's not – it only the, it's takes not one their... or two events. It's not your choice. To... If you're eating like Mickey D's every day, it's your choice to get heart disease. It's kind of your choice. You know what? You yeah. might die from heart disease. Your choice. <laughs> If you're just grocery shopping and someone guns you down because of the color of your skin, not your choice. Right. Not okay. Yeah. Who is like, this is what blows me away about these like shoes. How entitled do you have to be? Like what kind of an entitled prick do you have to be that you think you're entitled to take the lives of other people? Right. Yeah. 
That's like Karen on steroids. Like, that's just... Yeah. Wrecks my head. Really does, man. It wrecks my head. Can we yeah, talk about <clears throat> other things? What else you got for me? Lighten it up a bit, because I'm that may, it makes me angry. Do you have any more thoughts? You have better thoughts than I do. Honestly, all I can say is it's a tragedy. My, you know, my heart goes out to the people that are, that have been directly affected by this. And honestly, like, I think it's just another example of what happens when you have inflamed racial rhetoric that has become mainstream. mainstream. You know, yeah. So we we've been seeing more and more things like this happening over the last few years, and it's it's really depressing that yeah. I feel like you know in the United States we we've kind of like gone back a few steps, um, but all we can do right now is just hold out hope, and you know there's an election this coming fall, and I hope that <laughs> I hope that's that, like have you seen the polling? That's like that's looking rough. Yeah. Good gravy. Yeah. Well, the map's not really looking good. But but yeah, so to move on, uh, hopefully to something a little bit lighter. Um, I thought this was kind of an interesting story. Um, and and uh, so I'm going to give a little bit of backstory before I get to the actual article. Mm-hmm. But um, as some people may know, the Philippines once upon a time had a dictator uh, a couple decades ago and said dictator, a different dictator than the one they have now, a different dictator than the one they just had. Well, the one they have now the is like an authoritarian elected. president. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of the one that's Duterte. But... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so said dictator president Marcos, as he was called basically, um, he coalesced so much power that he was able to suspend the legislative branch and he packed the courts to the point where uh, the courts had no power over him. And then he implemented martial law. Sounds so familiar. What this is like, why are you describing the last administration? What's happening? It's it's very interesting when you look at how dictators go into power and then you compare that to the political moves of our last president. Have you read the book on tyranny? It's very short and it's very worthwhile. I haven't, but I'm going to, I will link to that in the notes of the show. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah. But so So interestingly, yeah. So interestingly, um, in the course of. Did you just puke in your mouth? You're right. (laughs) I just burped. (laughs) My gosh. Interestingly, Mm -hmm. in the course of, (laughs) in the course of attaining so much power, um, and and by the way, killing many Filipinos, uh, President Marcos also apparently had some economic policies that helped. That's the a very kind way do, to put it. Yeah, do a little bit better. And because he was right wing, he was also helped uh, considerably by the Reagan administration. Apparently, of course. And so, in modern day schooling in the Philippines, apparently the way that they talk about the martial law and the dictatorship of president Marcos is Mm -hmm. they will say, yes, he's a very bad person, but like he did a lot of economic good for us as well. So in the last election, which was about what, like a week or two ago. Well, I was just going to say that, you know who he did the most economic good for himself, himself, his lady wife. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, he's like so Scrooge during McDuck. his reign, and like he's diving into like the gold filled swimming pool. Except that's yeah. just the people's money. Yeah, yeah it was insane. So his wife Imelda, Imelda Marcos, mm-hmm. was known to have one of the largest collections of designer of shoes sho- of any shoes. person in the world. She had Epic rooms and rooms of massive designer shoes, and was also known and still is known to be a collector of Picasso paintings. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward, there was an election. Uh, President Marcos's son, Bong Bong Marcos, was recently elected to be president of the Philippines. And after that happened, one of the things that What well, can I say happened, this? Uh-huh. Uh, the, the, his dad is long dead. And that's a whole drama because he was buried in this beautiful Valley of the Temple in Hawaii but he wasn't his body like it's then they had to repatriate and his body wasn't really there. And it was a whole thing. And Imelda, the shoe collector was going berserker about it anyway. So Imelda's oh, wow. still alive. Imelda is alive. The original Marcos is Scrooge McDuck is gone. Yes. And during an interview about Bong Bong Marcos's uh, win of the presidency, a reporter noticed that Imelda Marcos happens to have a long-lost Picasso painting hanging on her wall. Yeah. Which is just... A long-lost Picasso painting they were suspected of stealing decades ago. And that, like, everyone was, like, on the hunt for this thing. And... And it's literally, she's just sitting in front of it on the couch. It's literally like on the couch. It's like right behind the couch, like at touching level, right? Like it was right, like, right. Like, a, like a toddler that was standing, you know, with their back, you know, like, you know, like standing up on the back of the couch would put their grimy fingers all over this Picasso. Like it was, there's going to be pancit all over that Picasso, baby. Yeah. So, uh, so this is from the Guardian. It says, Lost Picasso spotted in Imelda Marcos's home after son's election win. Artwork's appearance fuels fears family will use return to power to further stifle efforts to recover ill-gotten wealth. The glimpse of a possible Picasso in the home of Imelda Marcos, seen during a visit by her son, Ferdinand Bong Bong Marcos Jr., oh my gosh. after his election... It's like, if it weren't, like, it also yeah. seems like... like you kind of be lying your right wing tendencies and your authoritarian tendencies if you have a cute name like Bong Bong. Right. Like totally. your name your name should be something like a Bond villain would have, you know? Like right. Sebastian Marcos, you know, something like that. Yeah. Ferdinand Marcos the second. Very even more apropos. Mm-hmm. Imeldo Marcos. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, yeah. like full yeah. on. But so, you know, Bong Bong. So that was supposed to be my lighthearted story. Son of about the missing Picasso. Mom of son of new dictator. Stolen Picasso. It's lighthearted because they're just like, let's put the stolen painting front and center. <laughs> How about right behind like you know what is you know what is amazing about this is honestly it just says how out of touch they are with the fact that they they have come across all this wealth so wrongfully how out of touch they were that like people were starving countrywide and she's got like a like a gazillion rooms of shoes right yeah like yeah. shoes are more important i'm just gonna you know what i'm gonna go back to eating my can of beans <laughs> this is what i had for lunch today i i'm super into it i'm Danny, a i'm a big fan like of beans. dieting what i'm a big fan of beans these are really good they're Ooh, 
Oh, yeah. and those are are those chickpeas? They're fava beans. Oh, fava beans. Yeah. I appreciate the uh And they're peeled. I appreciate the Arabic text on there. Yeah. Cuz it I'm makes so, it feel like, more These are the authentic. best beans in the world. Um in a lot of the Mediterranean Actually, in like a lot of the Arab world as well, they have like breakfast beans called fowl. Honestly, I could spend the rest of my life eating them. They're just, they're just so delicious. They're so good. You you can't even heat them up just like straight out of the can. I am totally not judging you for that because I'm such a bean person. Like I can live off of beans and I know I'm Mexican. What's your favorite kind of bean? American. No, what's your favorite kind of bean? My favorite kind of bean, probably the good old Pinto. But I do I love, love chickpeas as well. I do. Um, I love a refried pinto. Is like something that I could that I could dig into every day for the rest of my life oh, yeah. too. Like, mm. I love I love pinto beans. Just like not even mashed, like like just a bowl of pinto beans. Mm. Add some seasoning in there. Oh yeah, so good. I don't know if you would consider a lentil a bean, but I also love me some lentils. Lentils are great, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, should I move on to the next story? I was just gonna. Show I was gonna do more. something. I found this. I was like laughing. I I've been buying all these Mrs. Roper type caftan things. I love them. Thank you. So I got this this one that's behind me. Um, I'm really enjoying. Do you want to know what size it is? Yes. Free size. Free size. Yeah, my favorite that's size amazing. now. Like I've never seen free size before, but it's like on the <laughs> label. It's like free size, and then it came. So it was like. $20 on Amazon, but it came with the most elaborate instructions. Hand wash separately in cold water. Avoid strong detergent. Avoid moderate detergent. <laughs> do not wring. Do not twist. Dry in the shade. Dry inside out. Iron. Wow. Okay. And I was like, for a $20 garment, that is a lot of work. <laughs> what what fa- kind of fabric is it? I think it is. I, let's just check it out. Let's check it out, Danny. It looks incredibly comfortable. Love that. Free size. It doesn't say what that. material it is. I'm going to, as someone that has spent a lot of time around fabric and sews routinely, I'm going to call it a, a polyester, like a light polyester. Which should oh, be sturdier nice. than the instructions imply. <laughs> I just thought I'd share that with everyone today because I thought that was hilarious. Between that and my can of beans, life is going well. <laughs> we need more free size garments. I just want everything to be free size at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I was like, who even came up with that? What size should we make it? Just free. Just free. <laughs> it's kind of like the size before sizes existed. You just had free size. Oh my gosh, that's true. <laughs> there was no size one, size just two, like size wrap three. It they make one. See if it fits. It fits anyone. It fits anyone. Yeah. This toga, free size. And not only does it fit anyone, but it is damn comfortable. No matter. It is who damn you are. comfortable. This lion skin, it's free size. You know, like mm-hmm. way back, like going way back. You want it to fit tight? Gain a couple pounds. Gain a couple pounds. Cinch it up. <laughs> Cinch it up. Cinch it up. <laughs> Weave yourself a belt. Cinch it up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Love if you it. could, if I could live in any, like there's so many eras that I'd want to live in. You're like, I wasn't asking. I'm thinking about it. I know you weren't <laughs> asking Danny, but I'm thinking about it. If I could live it. And I just, 
I wouldn't mind being like in the South Pacific, like before the white man showed up, before Captain Cook rolled in and kind of messed everything up for everyone. It just sounds like the South Pacific. Yeah. Like where specifically? Like where Tahiti. specifically? Tahiti, Samoa, Fiji. Ooh, yeah. Somewhere like that. Yes, yes. All of those sound very nice. I could be like a very pale Gauguin type girl. I just clocked for- my roommate the other day for saying specifically instead of specifically. That's and hilarious. This was the one instance where he could have said specifically and it would have been perfectly. It would have been right. Where are you thinking specifically? Specifically. <laughs> um, yeah, what time era? What era? Just before Captain Cook. So b- before, like. Late... Is this a history test? No, late 17th okay. century, early 18th century. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I have no idea when Captain Cook existed. In fact, I had no idea Captain Cook was even real. He's totally real. Not Captain <laughs> Hook. Captain Cook. Oh, Captain Captain Cook. <laughs> yes, not Captain Hook. Okay. Of so Peter Captain Pan Cook fame. and Captain Hook are two right. different Captain, people. Captain Cook was apparently the first European oh, wow. to discover most of the South Pacific. So they're like the Cook Islands are named after him. Okay, okay. There's a lot of... you. Know, found like New Zealand which yeah. is which was called Rapa Nui. This is what I there. love about talking to you. This is a random random I always, bits of information. I always learn something. Dude, and he, you know, and there was like a bunch of Europeans bringing stuff that shouldn't have been there like uh pigs. So like a lot of the islands now have like feral pigs everywhere just Interesting. Tear anything. Yeah. By the way. By the way, I've been planting a ton while I've been here. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I planted a giant taro root plant the other day and all this stuff. There are wild feral pigs. Wow. They come around at night and they root around looking for roots. Taro's a tuber. Oh my Lord. Yeah. So my mom, who's by the way, the world's worst gardener, <laughs> doesn't know a thing about plants. It is knows all kinds of stuff about all kinds of stuff. Not a gardener. And I caught her. I was like, mom, mom, what are you doing? And she was pouring cayenne pepper on all the new plants that I just planted. Oh, no. Yeah. And Why? I was like, to keep the pigs to away? keep away the pigs away. And these are big pigs, man. Wow. Yeah. They rooted like a giant hole. It's just random. But it made me think of like Hawaii. And it made me, then it made me think like, could I catch one? And then it's like, so interesting. could I yeah. eat it? What <laughs> animal does Florida not have? Because, wait, does Florida have alligators or crocodiles? Crocodiles are basically African in origin and Australian. Uh, so you get so, like the great Nile crocodile. So everything in the mm-hmm. in North America or South America or Central America is an alligator. Okay. So Florida has alligators. Yeah. They also have I, I believe They have I one remember... that suns himself. Like there's literally one that suns himself on the neighbor's front porch that's like five feet long. But alligators are generally not aggressive, right? Like I don't care. <laughs> like I don't like and five feet is like bigger than I'm comfortable with, you know? Like yeah. I don't like I'm walking oh, yeah. a tiny yeah. Charlie or something. Or no. And it's just out there all the time. And like here's the part that I think is bizarre. Nobody's named it. <laughs> so it shows up like every day at the same time, same place, for years now, and no one in the neighborhood is named. The alligator, which is just bizarre. I mean, I guess why would you name it if you could just say every day? 
See you later, Wait, alligator. Wait, just name it. I named the taro root plant. Like, the what did you name is... your taro root? Well, it's enormous, right? Like, it's so big. Like, it feels like there's another person around. <laughs> it's like one of those plants that has like three foot leaves in diameter that you can use as an umbrella if you're in the rainforest. Oh, so it's like it's like this that. Jurassic plant, and I'm like, how could you have him around and not give it a, a name? So I named him Carl. Oh, I love the name Carl. Yeah. Also, I love that you name plants too. My roommate, my old roommate, was a very, very avid planter, and mm. she had so many beautiful plants in the house before she moved out. And one of them was a fig tree that I named Ooh. Pascal. Ooh, Pascal's a great name for a fig tree. Isn't it? And yeah. then Edgar named two other plants uh Diamond and Mercedes. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Which were not as great names, but I think they were very comical at least. They're really funny. Yeah, yeah. they're really funny. Yeah. Did you get figs off that fig tree? No, I don't I don't oh, think I ever grew big enough. It was a I don't know if it was the kind of fig tree that, that actually makes figs. It might have been too small to make figs. Yeah, I don't know how big they gotta be to make figs. You gotta be big to make a fig. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. I just made that up because of fact. You are living the, the Florida life. It is. It's the I'm, Yeah. Really like I'm loving those surfboards too. Oh yeah. I, I was like, I don't want them to get, they're not all my boards, but they're some of them. That guy's funny. You can yeah. see how long it's been since I wrote that guy. This guy is one of my favorites. This guy right here. I got to take some video of you surfing. This is like, it's going to be a minute before I can get back up and get back into shape, but that's okay. Like tomorrow, like this morning I swam, not too long, but like half a mile in the ocean. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. That's good. That's more than I walk. It's um, it's 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 a fair amount. It's good. It's fun. Like I like it. Yeah. I like this guy. This was this is like my first real surfboard I ever bought. It's a, a Challenger, which is kind of fun. I noticed that there's a a big differential in the sizes of the various. Yes. So the smaller, so like surfboards are measured by literage. Okay. So like how many liters, like the volume of the board. So. Okay. The worse you are at it or the heavier you are, the more volume you want. So I actually have a board bigger than all of these guys. This this guy's eight foot six, the big one. So I had one that was even bigger and literage. It had like 93 liters. It was called the Narlaroo from Australia. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, the Narlaroo. <laughs> it had a handle in the middle of it because it was so big. You couldn't get your arm around it to get it to the beach. But like that thing was like it would float and you could ri- you could catch any wave in the world. So like the smaller the board is, the harder it gets and the better you have to be, basically. Okay. Yeah. This one is a really fun, this is actually a surfboard. It's a really fun 52 inch what they call a fun board. Oh, and wow. um I popped the fins off during a hurricane in Rockaway, like a year and oh a half ago. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. What? And I took it out as a bodyboard in these huge waves when like Dorian was there and it was the most fun. Like, honestly, you know, when you're having so much fun, you can't stop smiling, but then like water keeps coming in, but you're like, you can't (laughs) stop smiling. I'm having so much fun. And I kept eating it, eating it, man, like over and over again. And I'll never forget this. I was walking to the beach and it was like all the city, all the, you're not allowed to be in the ocean, especially like in the winter. I was in like this huge wetsuit in, in the winter. And, 
when there's a hurricane, right? Like you're just, they close the city down. You're not supposed to. Uh But everyone was like on the beach watching these like monster waves. And it was funny. And I was walking into the ocean and this lady was like, it's illegal to to go in there. And so I just turned around. I'm like, (laughs) it's also illegal to kill homos. Hasn't stopped me. (laughs) And I just kept walking. (laughs) I wanted to turn around and see her face so badly. And I, I didn't. I didn't because I needed to like maintain the joke and just keep walking. <laughs> uh, I, love I wonder, like, she's probably still told that she's like, this person was so awful. Not only were they going into the ocean when it was banned, I ran into a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I always think on the subways? Like when you're like when you're on one of those big escalators and you're going down or up, and other people are going the other way, and I'm like, I bet some of these people are murderers. That's what I always think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of these people interacting with you. If you're willing to cross that social norm, what are you not willing to do? I don't know, right? It's like, uh, this is an article we should talk about next week. Harvard grad, drug smuggler, fugitive, the mysterious life of a motorsports champion. Not what I expected for it to finish either. Yeah. I thought Hmm. it was like... Not the life of a person in jail, you know? Someone needs to tell that person to choose a lane and stick to it. Yeah, choose. <laughs> and try to new, not one that's not full of illicit activities, okay? <laughs> right. Or at least choose to be an outlaw or a good person. Don't do like, don't do this morally ambiguous, I'm going to be both. I'm going to do world of motocross. I'm going to succeed. It's just not fair cocaine. to the rest of us. We need to be able to figure out who you are. In more in less time than it re- takes to read a single headline. Danny, should we just should we start some sort of illicit activity, some illegal trade, perhaps? Well, I wasn't going to tell you. You really you're already into something. If you want, were in, you leaving me out, man? <laughs> were you leaving me out? <laughs> I've been smuggling maple syrup from Canada. Oh my gosh, it's such a problem. People <laughs> and think we're nectar It's from really, Mexico. it's actually a problem. It's actually a really big problem. Is smuggling agave nectar from Mexico also a problem? You know what? Like most things of the community, they're probably just not paying attention to it. Okay. So so it I'm only... It could be a huge problem and we don't even know. I'm only half wrong then. Assuming it's not a problem, the second one. Yeah. Awesome. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Anything so, else? No. Why don't we wrap it up and then do you want to do a little bonus show today again? <laughs> Oh, we could do a bonus show. What we'll do we'll like try to do like a short one. Bonus show. So we'll That's do that as well. That sounds awesome, Danny. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. being here. And thank you for listening. We'll catch you soon. And by soon, I mean either the bonus episode or a week from now on Hearsay. I'm your host, Diane Neal. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.